Welcome to the Betterish Podcast. I'm Angie. And I'm Malin. We can't guarantee this podcast will improve your life, but we hope it will at least make you laugh and think about being better-ish. Angie, I want to say good morning so bad, but it is not morning. It's another evening recording session. <laughs> I know. We got to break that habit since we're all over the place now. I know. But, How are you? How's your um, evening? Happy evening. Thank you. <laughs> Happy evening. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm hanging in there. Yeah. It's kind of been a tough week, you know? Tough things going on in the world. Uh, I just got done watching the Rayshard Brooks uh, press conference, like, right before I hit record, and it was heavy. I just, like, all the things on the news, and right now I'm reading a book. Um, I'll talk about it later on more, but eh. everything is so heavy, and even on top of all of this, there's still, like, the coronavirus stuff, and then just, like, the regular news that's awful. Like, good... Oh, I must swore. Uh, yeah, just what what a world we're living in. It's a heavy year. <laughs> yeah, for reals. But let's um let's provide a little lightened mood tonight, and we have a fun topic to talk about. And before we start, though, I have to read you this review that we got the other day, Angie. I don't know if you've seen this yet, but it says it's from Leah Hart. It says. I discovered this podcast through Angie's Instagram. I am a VIP kid teacher, and I loved all that Angie shared on her YouTube channel and Instagram Mm -hmm. account. After taking a three-year break from social media, I decided to get back on Instagram in order to connect with other teachers. It was ridiculously overwhelming. However, I found Angie to be quite genuine and very refreshing. So a few days ago, I checked out this podcast. I've been binge listening to all the episodes for the past couple days. Angie and Melinda are the friends I wish I had. That's precious. Oh, my gosh. We are your friends, actually. (laughs) Hello, bestie. They speak so honestly about what it's like to navigate girl world and hectic mom life. They encourage kindness, vulnerability, patience, and empathy. I am so grateful they took the plunge and decided to pursue a podcast. Ladies, thanks for inspiring Thanks for inspiring us all to chase our own passions, no matter what others may think. Keep up the great work. Looking forward to hearing more about your journey to being betterish. That is so nice. Leah, we are your friends. We're your real friends. That is Leah, so nice. That Thank was like you. that was really nice. That like is so it's good to hear feedback and we appreciate that so much. I think if you guys love the podcast and love what you hear on the podcast or even just like one little thing if it sticks out to you, uh email us, text us, message us on Instagram, let us know or leave a review. It's so good for us to get that feedback so we know what we can keep giving to you guys and what we can talk about that you guys want to hear. So, if you have a second, please uh go ahead and leave us a review and let us know what you like about the Betterish podcast. Exactly. Me and Malin could just talk to ourselves on the phone, but the whole point is that we want these conversations <laughs> to serve other other people and help hopefully make their lives betterish. So let us know what you like so we can make sure we give you what you want. And speaking of good podcasts, <laughs> not to shoot our own horn. Woo woo. There okay. <laughs> So we grew up in Lewiston, Idaho, right? I actually grew up in the mountains outside of Lewiston. Um, and I had like, there were not very many kids up there, but there was one. Like five, I think. Yeah, like five. <laughs> but one of them was one of my best friends named Drew. And Drewy and I were almost one year apart. Our birthdays were a day apart, but he was a year younger than me. But we just rode the bus together and we're kind of all each other had. So we became really close. Well, I saw on Instagram a few months ago, this happened right before COVID, that there's a new podcast called The Old Spiral Podcast. Now, this is cool because in Lewiston, 
there's an old spiral highway that leads out of the valley. And so I just thought that was the most clever podcast name, the old spiral podcast. So we're going to link to their Instagram because, you know, we always talk about our Idaho upbringing, our Idaho Lewiston culture. And that's basically what their podcast is about. I saw that other episodes that they've done, some of the episodes they've done in June were to interview a professor at the local state college in town. They interviewed that. Yeah, one of our childhood friends who's now a firefighter there. So their podcast is awesome. We're going to tag them. Go check them out and listen to them, especially if you're from Lewis Center, the area, and want to hear more about what's going on there from a super funny guy. And <laughs> they're, yeah. So anyway, go check out the Old Spiral podcast. Awesome. I love, I love listening to podcasts. We've talked about this so many times. And I feel like we're not the only ones that have been slacking on our podcast game, though, during this COVID. Like all my murder podcasts, like there haven't yeah. been any new episodes. Or like one murder podcast is covering a case I heard on another murder podcast. I'm like, I already know this one. It's yeah. been really stressful. It's hard. Me. Thanks for having patience with us while we uh, try to deal with our crazy schedules and record podcast episodes when we can. But we're, we do text each other all the time about, about recording and we make it happen sometimes and we're gonna keep trying to be more yeah. consistent we'll try to be more consistent it's hard like honestly though it's just hard because like the kids and just my husband's working at home through september and he works where i record and i guess yeah. i could find a new spot but it's just convenient but you know what covid calls for inconveniences so maybe i should move my setup <laughs> yeah. we'll figure it out we'll be more consistent we'll try we're trying we're yes. trying Okay. All right. Let's jump into today's episode. We're talking about inspirational TV heroes. We watch a lot of TV, you guys. We but love TV. There's some great writers out there who have created some amazing characters that give us real life inspiration. Some of the mm -hmm. stories that we, we watch and the characters that we follow give us some courage, give us some motivation. So we each chose some of our favorite TV characters that have given us real life inspiration. We're going to share them with you, what TV shows they come from, and hopefully um, you find some new TV shows to give you inspiration during I'm this so time. I'm so excited. We haven't talked about, we haven't compared our list either. I wonder if we have any of the same ones. I'm so curious. I am too. We never do that. We never compare <laughs> lists. It how many, turns out to be really fun. How many people do you have on your list? I have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven on my list. Oh, that's funny. I have about like seven or eight. Some of them I combine into like a super character. Let's just see how it goes. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm curious to hear how that works. But <laughs> I'm excited to tell you. Okay. Um, okay, you go first. You share your first one. Okay. One of the longest running TV shows that I've watched. How old am I? I'm almost 30. I've been watching the show for over 15 years. Is Law and Order SVU. Law and Order SVU. I don't know why, because I've had anxiety my whole life, but I would be like 14 and 15 watching Law and Order SVU. It was just, I was just, that's when my true crime, it's not true crime, it's fictional, but a lot of them are based on stories. Olivia Benson. And I think I've talked about her before, because I've talked about, we've done our yeah. TV show episode. Well, like Olivia how your daughter's named Benson. after her, right? Yes, subconsciously, but yes, my daughter is named after Detective Olivia Benson, who I just love it more in New York City, being a detective and eventually a sergeant in New York City, especially in the, the special victims unit where she deals with really ghastly crimes. Um, she's had to stand up against bullies and people in power and corruption, really like I mean, they don't directly, they always say this is based on fiction, but it, it's not. Like, they talk about fictional characters that like may or may not represent like Jeffrey Epstein but she just like goes up against them she just I love that she's unshakable in her conviction she's just 
so resolute in her mission, which is to advocate for the victims and to get justice and to do the right thing, even when her own bosses and her own teammates are sometimes pressuring her to maybe like, well, let's let this one slide. Well, this guy gives the department a lot of funding, so let's give him a slap on the wrist. Like, no, she doesn't bend. And that's why she's just like, oh, she's so bad, eh? And I just love Olivia Benson and all she stands for and that she's teachable and she's learned and she's gone through trauma. There's a whole, there's a whole season where she gets abducted and goes through trauma and it it continues to come up in other seasons and it's just cool to see her i don't know that character that go through something so traumatic but still manage it and sometimes it gets her down and it affects her relationships but i think it's good to see like real yeah real i mean it's fictional but like real issues fictionalized in a way that i don't know you can learn from and grow from and it yeah you can see it shape you you. Yeah, I don't know how to say that right. I mean, these are all fictional characters. Maybe they're based on real people. But even just being able to see somebody who has trauma like that, even hear a story that they're able to overcome it or persist is inspirational. So Olivia Benson, that's my number one. Okay, my number one is Alicia Florick from The Good Wife. If I could be anyone in my life, I would be Alicia Florick. Minus like her husband and stuff. Um I love her. As soon as I saw the show, so she's a lawyer. We've talked about this before, but she's a lawyer. She was a mom. She took years and years off to raise her kids and then got back into work, started kind of like from the ground up, built her career. But what I love about Alicia is that she doesn't give up and she keeps fighting and she gets herself into uncomfortable situations, but like keeps pushing forward and she's so smart. I just, as soon as I saw her, I just like fell in love with her. I think Alicia Florick like I, I'm not put together enough, or like intelligent enough, or lawyery enough. But if I could be anybody, I'd be her. <laughs> You're not lawyery enough. I'm not. <laughs> you turn that into an adjective. I'm not lawyery enough to be her, but I love her, and um, yeah. And then also, also on the show too, though her boss, um, Diane. Oh, why can't I think of her name? Lock. Oh my gosh, why can't I think of her name? I have to look it up. Diane Lockhart. Um, she's also very inspirational. She's Alicia's boss, and she's played by, I can't remember the lady's name, Christine Burke something. Uh, anyways, I just, I actually was paying attention to all the characters that I picked, and they're all just really strong females. Is your list similar, Angie? Mm, yes. Yes. Like, Good. I was thinking that, they're not, I'm like, why aren't any of my characters, like, men or, like, weak people it's <laughs> like i just i think most people right like we're drawn to like the strong people that we want to be like yeah someone we see a little bit of ourselves in maybe that then give us you know what i mean like i don't know maybe just i don't even know if gender has everything to do with it but if we can see relate a little bit if they can kind of hold up a mirror to us in a little bit of a way then we can oh my gosh i hope i have a little alicia floric in me you do Thanks, the fact Angie. that she was number one on your list, you absolutely do. You thank you. You do. Who's All right, your number, number two? My number two is June from The Handmaid's Tale. Is she oh, on your I list? For- no, I forgot about June. Honestly, but she should be June's. Yes, I almost swore again this evening. Like recording brings out like a different side of me. <laughs> June is the the cool one. <laughs> <laughs> she is. Oh, that character. And I know she, I haven't read the book, The Handmaid's Tale. I actually saw it at Target today. But June from The Handmaid's Tale, I love how, I love the character development where she, I mean, 
If you think, I need to rewatch it because she started as literally, yeah, her family got torn apart and kidnapped. Her daughter literally had her name changed and put with a new family who are her new parents. And at first, June's whole mission is to just like get the heck out of there with her own daughter. But then she ended up having her other baby there and realized and bonded with the other handmaids and saw what was going on. And she just was like, I'm saving all of the children. Like, this is not okay. It's not just not okay for my kids. It's not okay for any kids. And, oh, my gosh, I thought she was going to die. I don't want to give too many spoilers if you haven't seen it. But there were times when I was like, "She's did she die? Like, is she going to die? And she does. She hasn't died. I'll just, spoiler alert, she hasn't died yet. (laughs) That woman just does not give up. She just does not stop, even when she's brutalized. And I just like the... Another thing I liked about her is she's been, when I thought she would be defensive, she was humble. So when she was confronted by other characters who kind of questioned what she was doing, she was, she made them her allies. And there there was just something beautiful in the way that all of these women who were severely oppressed became allies and formed this support network to accomplish this mission. So I don't, June, she's leadership goals just... When I was watching that show, I actually often found myself thinking if I were ever in a situation like this, would I be that strong? Like, would I be that ballsy? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. all the things she does, would we? I don't know know if I, like, it's hard to even say. We'd like to think we would, but... Right, I, but I sometimes I'm like, no, I would just. I, I feel like you would, Angie. I feel like you would before <laughs> I would, but I, but then I'd be like, Angie's doing it. Like I'll follow you. I would follow you, Angie. We would. You're June. No, it's not like that, Malin. Actually, we would be just together, and it would be like the podcast. Like, what should we do? We just like come up with the plan oh together. We would be together the whole time. I mean, unless they separated us, we would just. No, we would find a way back to each other. We like we would. Okay, and then we would concoct the plan together. We would use our individual strengths to accomplish <laughs> our mission. <laughs> I channel my inner Alicia Florick and yeah, okay, <laughs> get us out of there. Okay, hopefully, hopefully that never happens. That that was a good one though. I, I forgot about June. Um, my second one is Olivia Pope from Scandal. I love Olivia Pope. I love that she just handles it. Like that's her whole thing is like I'll handle it. And I just always was very. Um, I've always been really into like public relations and story spinning i'm just like all about it and that's her whole job and when i started watching that show i'm like this is like my dream come true like i would never want to do it on that grand of a scale like for the white house but i'm all about her i think she was just so rad and so just like classy minus like her affairs and stuff (laughs) like (laughs) not into that but she's a rad lady okay I'm excited for your super character to emerge. I keep oh, she's, waiting for that. Uh, she's, well, there's two. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. There's a couple of them, but I'm going to try okay. to tone it down. Your, what's your next one? <laughs> My next one is Bailey from Grey's Anatomy. So oh. I love Bailey from Grey's Anatomy. And the first time you meet and you're introduced to Bailey, she is she's given a very derogatory nickname by the interns. And she's just known as being tough, not really caring about anyone. I mean, this is when you first meet this character. She's just... Um, yeah, super tough, super stern, doesn't convey a lot of emotion, but I love her character development as well because we see that she has a lot of compassion and a lot of care, and you learn that her toughness comes from a place of of um, really selfless love for the patients and for the 
medical community now this is all fiction like obviously my my, one of my best friends is a doctor and she's like i cannot watch medical dramas because they drive me nuts so (laughs) i can't say this is it gives me like hope that like medical providers are like this but she's very stern on the interns and on the residents because she cares so much about the patients and making sure they get the most like all of the quality care that you're your sharpest that you know your stuff and she actually has a lot of compassion and then as the characters stay on the show longer and they form a relationship she's just very um i just she's very compassionate and i like that example that you can be tough and have high expectations for the people around you but also compassionate they're not mutually exclusive and i think a lot of people see people like that that are very like almost like drill sergeant ish like they're Mm -hmm. tough they're apathetic but no, it's 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 you can be tough and you can be compassionate, and I love that about Bailey. Bailey's rad. I'll skip down to my Grey's Anatomy Grey's Anatomy inspiration. I chose Meredith. Meredith kind of bugs sometimes, but yeah. Meredith pushes every like limit, like to yes. being a surgeon, to being a mother, to being a wife, to being a friend. Like Meredith gives and gives and gives, and then somehow has a little bit more to give. I love Meredith. And I used to dream about her when I was watching. So I (laughs) didn't know about Grey's Anatomy for a long time. And when I started watching it, I had like a zillion seasons to binge watch. And during that time, Mike actually makes fun of me all the time. Meredith was like a part of my life. I dreamed about her. (laughs) I would talk about her. I would think about her like we were friends. (laughs) Like, I mean, it was like not super weird. But at the same time, like it was just, she was just such a part of my life back then that I don't know. She's like one of my horcruxes or something, like a positive horcrux. Like part of my soul <laughs> lies with Meredith Grey. <laughs> I love her too. Yeah, she she's was unique. Cool. I yeah. love Ellen Pompeo too. The actress who plays her, she's a great Ooh, one. I, you know, I follow her online, and I love everything that she writes. And she's like, I can't think of a specific example right now, but she stands up for a lot of people and has a lot to say and she's ballsy like she's not afraid to state her opinion and ruffle feathers and i i feel like you know meredith's the same yes she's a favorite too okay who's next next on your list oh you just gave okay so you're using meredith as an example okay so my number four is actually alexis from schitt's creek (laughs) which i i know people are probably who've seen schitt's creek are like really but i watched an interview and maybe sometimes this is important for TV characters. Um, I watched an interview with the actress who plays Alexis, and someone was asking about the inspiration for her character. And she said her inspiration was the Kardashians. Like her I manners, saw that. Like, where she talks like that and her <laughs> hand gestures. And, um, well, I was just, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like her whole everything. But she was also talking about the character development of Alexis and how when we first meet um the rose family and their fall from fame and they go to schitt's creek which is a joke town they are very elitist and they think they are just above the entire town and they start meeting the residents of schitt's creek and are very act very superior to them and are like ew to everything i mean literally that's like the tag her tagline is like ew right Uh, she says (laughs) ew to everything but then i love that eventually they overcome that elitist attitude and they learn to see others as equal and realize this is a real town with real people who choose to live here and different doesn't mean better or worse and there's a there's a point in that show where um oh what's her name roland's wife uh oh i can't think of her name right now uh 
what's her name what's her name uh jocelyn okay jocelyn (laughs) yeah she says you know like we don't need your pity like you don't need to feel sorry for us you don't need to do things because you think like you need to be nice to us like we're happy here like we chose this life and i love that i like alexis because she i think she she just proved that she was able to i don't know starting from like kardashian-esque to becoming more down to earth was just really cool to see that in a character on tv i don't think you see that very much i think like people are either portrayed as like elitist kardashian-esque or down to earth but schitt's creek did a really good job of bringing somebody down and showing their ability to use empathy to become more down to earth and humble and accepting of other lifestyles and different doesn't mean better or worse or superior or inferior like everybody's entitled to the life they want to live and you don't owe anybody your pity or sympathy or a hat you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. and they don't want that anyway because they're happy with their life so i don't know i just like that development from her i like that they show that on tv i like that you picked her as one of your characters like and i like that you explain it like that that's funny too because guess who i picked from schitt's creek (laughs) i love that you picked anyone from schitt's creek who i picked moira rose I. (laughs) She's a favorite too, obviously. Moira Rose. Okay, I was telling friends the other night, I live to kind of put on like this crazy persona and I like people wondering if it's real or not. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why, but it makes me so happy to just be like crazy. And I was talking to Mike about it a while ago. And I think I, part of the reason that I do it is, like, a defense mechanism. Like, if I'm crazy, people can't hurt me because, like, you, like, because then it's just, like, oh, that's just, like, who Malin is. But I honestly also, like, thrive off of it. I love being batty bonkers. And Moira Rose <laughs> is everything. <laughs> yes. And people but, wonder about her, too. Yeah. You're just, like, wait, is she crazy or is she just, like, like yeah. And I, I like to keep people wondering if I'm crazy or not. And I, maybe that's not healthy. I don't know. But as soon as I met Moira Rose, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, spirit animal. I'm obsessed with her and I want to be here when I grow up. But also, right next to Moira Rose's name on my little paper here, I put Lucille from Arrested Development. <laughs> because Lucille is also kind of crazy, not in a Moira way, but... I don't know my whole life, Angie, you like remember this. I can't even remember the the ladies' names. Oh, I do, but I shouldn't say them out loud. When we used to go to church together when we were little, there were a few ladies in our church who wore like giant fur coats and big gaudy jewelry and perfume oh that was like insane. And I was obsessed with them. And I like I remember being like eleven. Like I wanna grow up to be just like that. And Moira Rose and Lucille Ball from Arrested Development. Is that her name? Lucille Ball? No, no, that's who plays. Why did uh, I say Lucy? Oh, that's funny. What's <laughs> their last name? Lucille. Um, um, oh my gosh. There's always money in the banana stand. What's their last name? Bluth. Bluth. Lucille Bluth. Ugh. When I saw Moira and Lucille, I was just like, I, I'm obsessed with this. I love them. And I, you know what? I have no shame about it. I wish I had like a transformation like Alexis, but I'm just, I love the craziness of them. You relate to them. It's okay yeah i i totally get it i love moira i love doing trying a moira accent enrique loves my moira accent and there's an instagram page have you seen that's like i maybe follow you it. me in it yeah i think you said showed it to me i love me some yeah moira. i love actress. her um okay yeah who's your next one my fifth is lorelei gilmore senior mm-hmm. from gilmore girls first of all i love that she named her daughter after her Lorelai Gilmore, Lorelai Gilmore. Because she's like, if men can do it, why can't women? And I was like, 
I never thought of that, but like, yeah. That's rad. Daughters could have the same name as their mom. Yeah. But like, why, why do, why don't, why does the society do that? I'm trying to think anyway. if I know anybody who does. Do we know anyone who does? I have don't the same know name as their mom? any, no, but I know plenty of boys who are, have the exact same name as their dad and they either go by a nickname or a middle name. That's common and great, but I don't know any women who do it. That's weird. I'm going to, if I ever have another daughter, I'm freaking naming her Angela. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's the funny. exact same name. And we're going to call her Angela Marie Silva II. <laughs> we're going to start a matriarchal line in my family. But I love Lorelai Gilmore because she came from a very white glove, super ritzy um, upbringing in Connecticut. And her parents were all about their committees and their social clubs and their Ivy League school and connections. And then she got pregnant when she was 16. And she was like, I'm not about, she was never about that life because she didn't mm-hmm. like the pressure and being forced to do things that she didn't want to do. And they were trying to fit her into this box of what they wanted their daughter to look like and be able to brag about their whole life. And she was just like, I don't want to do any of that. And I, she never did. And I like that she, I don't. I just like that example. You don't have to live by the labels that anyone gives you. You can be that. true to your heart. And it, she had to put space between her and her parents. And then I love that it comes full circle when her daughter is like a genius and needs. She needs money to because her daughter wants to go to this like private school that's like a feeder school to Yale and Harvard. And so then she has to go to her parents and ask for money. And they're like, oh, at least one of the Gilmore girls is doing this. But she's also raised her daughter to be very down to earth. They live in i mean like stars hollow is a very small town and her daughter has that upbringing where she just knows everybody and everybody's just friends with each other and they have i really like in gilmore girls that they have they go to like a bar well they go to the dance studio but everyone in the town goes and sits for the town city like the city meetings and they like talk about the the stuff going on and i don't know there's something just charming (laughs) about stars hollow but i just like lorelei gilmore because she's bad a and she's just she was like an example of feminism before people like understood that feminism wasn't like what you think in like Mm -hmm. the 60s and 70s it really just means like women should be able to do whatever they want and not and that that's it women should be able to do whatever they want period and have and be treated equal that's like my i call myself a feminist that's just what i mean it's like women literally just what's in your underwear should not prevent you from getting anywhere and doing anything in life that's it but i really what's i didn't your even underwear? i don't know how to say that in a more kid-friendly way but yeah just like she and then she ended up she had a dream of like starting her own inn and she was balancing that with being a mom and trying to give her kid her like her best life and her kid was helping her run the inn and it was just like a beautiful example of like your kids can be part of your career and you can be a really good mom and give your kids the best and they can know that mom has this dream and you really want this mom I want you to do this and it was just like cool like she just like totally broke the the norm and the social I don't know standards that were expected of her and I don't know she's cool I like Lorelai Gilmore there you go that's my I number love five. that I still haven't seen Gilmore Girls like all the way like I've seen one season I think so I will hop on that and finish it one day okay report back when you do <laughs> thank you i will um all right my last character that i could think of for this um is my super character it's a combination of leslie nope and phoebe from friends can you imagine a better superhuman i have never seen friends okay it's okay okay thank you i was like expecting a really harsh no, reaction because no i get that sometimes no because people do that to me and i hadn't seen it until like two years ago and i still haven't seen okay. all of it but i've seen okay. enough of it to know phoebe 
I she kind of is in that Moira Rose okay. vibe, but also Leslie Nope. Like there are traits about both of them that I love, but I'm like if you just put them together, that would just be like that. I, I guess putting them together is Moira Rose, honestly. Except for Moira's, I mean, Leslie's much more productive. But I love that Leslie Nope is a go-getter and that she's positive and always trying to uplift others. I feel like that's something that I, like, would hope that I could do in my life and just, like, make people happy. and But also get a ton of stuff done and not be afraid to get stuff done and for people to, like, roll your eyes at you. Like, I I just love who Leslie Nope is. That's uh, Parks and Rec is one of my favorite shows ever. I actually... Have you watched Parks and Rec? You've seen it, right, Angie? Oh, yeah. I love Parks and Rec. Did you watch the special that they put out, like the coronavirus one? The Zoom meeting one where they yeah. were like, yes, I loved it. That I made me so it. happy. Like, I'm, I actually keep up with Parks and Rec stuff more than I keep up with anything else. I just, well, really? in the office. I, didn't I was trying to you. think of someone from the office that I was, like, obsessed with and super inspired by, and I couldn't think of anybody super that, like, I just, mm. like, wanted to live my life after. Mimi, I can't think of one Right? Yeah. Anyways, those are my characters that people that I actually, like, have thought of things in their lives from their, like, pretend lives. I know that writers wrote, but whatever. It's still inspirational. These are all people that I've thought of things that, like, I want to implement and that into, implement that into my life. Like, I'm all about it. Yeah. Who's next my, on your list? I know you have more. I have two more. Um, one was from a movie, but the next one is Jane from Jane the Virgin. Jane from the Jane the Virgin, I feel like, normalized emotions and feeling things. I feel like I've hmm. never seen a, a successful a, a TV character who's successful also portrayed as, like, emotional in the way that she's emotional. Like, sometimes I feel like the way she reacts, people would, like, criticize. But I was like, no, she feels like it was just almost a breath of fresh air relief to see like them normalizing her reactions to things whether it was like extreme happiness oh sorry <clears throat> i'm not crying sorry <laughs> i got something in my throat whether it's like extreme happiness or like extreme anxiety or extreme fear like the way she handled a kidnapping of her son like there's or even like little things like getting broken up with or just real life it, it showed her responding to real life things in like real ways i just like that it, it taught me like emotions are okay and feeling it all is okay and in fact it makes life sweet and then you know she also made me really want to write a book it was really cool to see Aww. the process of her writing her book and everyone around her like picking up the slack so she could write her book and being supportive that like well she's not going to be working for a while and not going to have income but like this is her life this is like what she wants to do and makes her happy and everyone kind of rallied around her for that and it made me really want to write a book i was like that's awesome so i love jane from jane the virgin and then my last one is from the movie crazy rich asians i haven't seen it yet i haven't seen it yet i know you'll want to watch over and over it's one that's just like I, I don't know if you can call it a chick flick. Maybe it's a romantic comedy. It's hilarious. I've only hilarious. heard amazing things about it. Yes. And for some reason, I just, uh, you know what, this week, I'm going to do it this week. And next time we record, let's talk about it. I like that. So Rachel Chu is the main character. She's a professor in New York and has a really hot boyfriend. And he uh, um, is from, I think, Singapore. And she's just like, he's just like a normal guy, but then they get serious and he brings her home and she finds out he's like royalty over there. Like his family (laughs) is mega wealthy, but they also start treating her really poorly. And he, and she ends up breaking up with him over it. And it was just really, I don't know. 
maybe this is normal for a chick flick, but she had a conversation with his mom who was mistreating her. And she said, I'm not going to make him pick me or you, but I want you to know that it, because he said he'd come with me and he would leave you all. But I'm, you're going to remember me for the rest of your life as the reason you have your son, because I didn't take him from you, because I don't think that's fair that you would make your son choose. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to make him choose. And you can thank me for the rest of your life that you have a relationship with your son. And then she flies back home. Or so we think. He meets her on the plane. And <laughs> and he, but all along, he was, I, I just like how, I don't know if ballsy is the right word to use on this podcast, but you said ballsy. So I yeah, think I said it twice tonight. You're good. Yeah. She was just, uh, it was hard for her, but she did the hard thing. And I just really admire her for, she had been in this relationship for such a long time. It was such a good thing. They had such a good thing going, but... I don't know. She just had the insight to think about the future and also like the turmoil that would be there and decide that, I don't know, that was hope that even though it sucked now, it wouldn't be good for the rest of her life. But then also, yeah, it forced him to kind of tell his family what was up. And at the end, his family like came around and they realized they were being classists. What's the (laughs) word where they, they were like being discriminatory to her because she wasn't like elitist. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway. I just liked her character a lot. Rachel Chu is a great character and she deals with all of the mean people really well and and she knows her worth and she, yeah, anyway, Rachel Chu from Crazy Rich Asians. You'll like her a lot. And I, I can't wait for you to watch that movie. It. It's just a good like it's just a movie, so just like watch it one night when you need a good movie to watch and let me know I what you will. think. I will. I just finished um watching The Good Fight, which is the What's it called when you when they a spinoff? It's a spinoff from The Good Fight, where Alicia Florek is my favorite character, but Alicia Florek's not in the spinoff. Anyways, I just finished that like two nights ago, so I need a new show to watch. So, you know That's, what? It's movie night. We got a good list for you. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, we hope this list was helpful and gave you some inspiration. If you haven't seen any of these shows, that they have great characters that can inspire you in real life. And I want like I want everyone to write us and tell us who their favorite characters are. And if anyone is inspired by Moira Rose, let me know. We can start a club, <laughs> please. A club we will start. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes. We should, oh, right. go, we should get on Instagram and do our best Moira Rose. We should. I do yours. I want to do yours. Can you no, do yours I can't on, the do it on the spot? No, I okay. can't do it on the spot. We'll I'm practice. Sorry. I can't even think of a phrase right now. I'm so nervous. Okay, I'll practice. And um, yeah, tune into Instagram this week. And I can't wait. For our best Memorial Rose impressions. All right, everybody, have a have a better-ish week. I hope these two characters make you feel like doing better-ish. And yeah. Perfect. Thanks Bye. for listening. And Moira Rose forever. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for being here. We truly consider you part of our Betterish gang. We would love to hear your thoughts about this week's episode. So email us at betterish.podcast at gmail.com or message and tag us on Instagram at betterish.podcast. And if you like what you heard, don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes and make it real good because we might just share it here on our next episode. And bonus points if you share the Betterish podcast with all of your friends.